International. God damn you, it's Ape Town. You know, I'm just so doggone glad we got a drink called wine. When you're feeling down and bad, it makes your head feel fine. Pop the cork, then you just drink it right on down. Then you feel your head boogie round and round like you're gonna ape. Over that grape, you're gonna ape. Over that grape. Now you feel the grape. Grab right hold of your soul. You'll never get a better chance to climb out of that hole. Let your spirit rise up and be free Let yourself just flow along and float along with me Cause you're gonna ape over that grape Yeah, you're gonna ape over that grape <laughs> You've been working on that. <laughs> That's the new intro. Your <laughs> mouth is open too much. You need to have more grated teeth when you deliver every line. God damn it! You. You need more teeth. I need to see more teeth. God damn it! <laughs> You're gonna hurt yourself. You're right, that you fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did it. Fucking it, dude. This is the project. It is on. Well, we'll we'll talk about it probably in the episode before this one. (laughs) Why? Because this isn't going up next. Yeah, but this is the first. Yeah, but this is the first of it. Yeah, yeah. Ape Town episode because it's going to be labeled. But they already know. Ape Town. I dig it. You like Ape Town? Ape Town Massacre. Just Ape Town. Oh, maybe Ape Town Massacre. Mm. What do you guys think? I don't know. They aren't being massacred. Well, it's Ape Town nonetheless, baby. There you go. It's all Planet of the Apes. We're doing every single Planet of the Apes. That's the plan. Leading up to? Leading up to the release of... Does anybody remember? July 14th. July 14th. The weekend after my birthday. The World of the Apes Part 3. Isn't that what it's called? (laughs) No, I forget what it's called. It's probably still called the uh, the James Franco Ape Saga. No, it's It's like Conquer. Is it Dawn or Conquer? Conquer. Conquer of the Planet of the Apes. Conquer. Yeah, that's in that ballpark. Conquer of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, fuck yeah. We're doing all of them. We're uh-huh. starting from the tip top and working all all of our way through uh-huh. every planet of the apes. I got a cold right now. Mm-hmm. By the end of this, won't have a cold. <laughs> It'll cure you. I'll probably have a cold. You're always sick. <laughs> I am always sick. Uh, I'm always monster energy sick. So. Uh, Hi, I'm Donna. Donna's here. <laughs> Bezos here. What up? Ethan's here. What up? It's yeah. the regular cast. Yeah. Uh but you know it's a different one. We're going through all the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Now let's start from the beginning. Bezo, have you seen it ever before? Prior to tonight, no, I have never seen Planet of the Apes. We're talking Planet of the, the Apes, Apes, 1968, the, yeah. original, the original, where it all started. Yeah. Aside from the book, because the book Correct. came first. Correct. Um, but yeah, you've never seen it. I've seen every 
pretty much everything okay. besides there's the live like, action tv show yeah like some some episodes of the cartoon and live action which hey guess what guys we'll be covering those too because <laughs> we're trying to map out the entire time of the saga mm-hmm. we're trying to parse it out for the layman and make a more complete timeline mm-hmm. than what we s- currently see online because there's some good ones online yeah but i'm thinking we can do a potentially even better the one. definitive one i want to do the definitive one but right. i think one of them was made by like uh death birth movies or whatever oh. like some alamo thing like uh, a couple of years uh, ago so fuck those guys yeah i'm thinking <laughs> we can do the layman to the layman's and maybe we'll discover something else who knows right but we're we're starting off from the tip top one of my favorite things about this one is it was the screenplay was co-written by one of my favorite writers. Okay. I don't know if you picked it up. Uh, I missed it. Who? Rod Ster- Serling. Rod Serling. You know who that is? No, who I always that? go to say <laughs> Sterling. <laughs> oh, Twilight shit. Zone. Space Go- oh, Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Jesus. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the filthy. Oh, another one. Uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan. Right. I can see some of that in the in the set, in this movie. I was about to say episode. In my yeah, arms that are tattooed <laughs> in Twilight Zone memorabilia. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I, 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 this movie is my favorite movie of all time. Period. Top of the top of the food chain. Number one right. of okay. every movie I've ever seen. Okay. So let me ask you a couple questions. And for Donna, well, actually, let me real quick. Donna, yeah. what's your take on this? Like, how does it go in your pantheon of great movies? I, yeah, or does it make it? Yeah, I love this movie. This movie is amazing. I'll be honest. I actually didn't watch this movie growing up because like the end had been spoiled and literally every like piece of pop pop culture culture, ever exactly so i just assume like oh well it's whatever like i know the end yeah yeah you know the you know the the m night twist yeah yeah. and so then uh when ethan and i first started seeing each other i think we went to visit his parents or something and it was on and we watched like the second half of it and i was like oh my god this movie is like so cool and ethan the whole time of course was like oh it's my favorite movie blah 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 and ethan's dad shout out Clyde he was like <laughs> he's like oh I can't believe you've never seen this before and then fell asleep on the couch next to us pretty yeah. standard alright so <laughs> yeah I was, when, I did was you, I, when did you first see it oh when I was a kid oh, I was yeah. a doctor and like my my parents made me my dad made me watch uh, I watched a shit ton of like Twilight Zone as a kid yeah and then I just think naturally like when I was a kid and I watched my dad like showed I'm pretty sure it was my dad that probably showed me Planet of the Apes Mm -hmm. I didn't piece it together until I was probably like 20 some years old that oh shit Rod Serling helped write the screenplay I see and so that's why this movie vibes so well with me because it has the Rod Serling I'm not going to say necessarily he wrote this into it or whatever, but I think he's responsible for writing um, a lot of the analogs that we see to like modern society, oh. race relations, and and, um, and like the repression of religion. Okay, because uh, he he wrote that in into Twilight Zone all the time. Oh, There's plenty yeah. of episodes of Twilight Zone that well, deal the, with the all hero. that. The hero, the hero. Yeah. And are you familiar with the source material? Have you read the original novel? Uh, uh, yeah. I've 
read i've read it yeah 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 what uh what distinguishes the film from the book if you're saying that he's inserted those things into it that that would assume that the, the, I mean, the original it, novel doesn't have those things no in. it's it's in there i just think he hits it a little harder i mean i also haven't read the book in like so long so okay. I, I i should have for yeah. this you know <laughs> well, i should have time i should have dusted up but yeah, yeah maybe I'll, I'll read it i'll get back to you on that well at the very least he he's able to take a uh, you know novelization worth of content and yeah. focus it into, into lines of dialogue for a movie where those ideas transfer over. Yeah, yeah 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 i mean i feel like those ideas i feel like the book from what i remember is a little bit more sci-fi yeah. and a little bit more like oh we're on a planet of the apes wow yeah as opposed this is more to allegorical the, yeah 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 i like that and it continues on like i mean i think the allegories that are like predicated here with like what i would believe sterling sterling i always say sterling it's sterling yeah uh that i believe that he kind of punched home because it just reads like him Mm. um i i think that those continue throughout the rest of the movies like this isn't something that's dropped off in in the later parts of the series which is why i think uh, the series is the best sci-fi series of all time of all time you're pretty it putting has, it over star trek star wars easily the, the, the easily monsters. Okay. years years it okay. has we'll get to it later but my favorite isn't actually the first one yeah. and i'll yeah. tell you which one it is when we get to it but mm-hmm. i think that that one is like one of the most underrated yeah pieces of film yeah ever is Bold. so fucking good Bold. yeah i mean everything i've never heard somebody talk so highly of a tim burton movie before <laughs> no I've, that, I've that, one is, that one that one is not canon it is fucking terrible well and, and it that does one we're fit gonna, in the timeline that one will probably have a guest on just to help us get through it because it's fucking bad all right but i mean this is one of the, an untouchable piece of sci-fi easily okay cinema easily and i think the thing that's funny about it, it, it is is planet of the apes doesn't have the culture around it that star wars and star, star trek, trek have and yeah which is insane to me because it, it's perfect sci-fi I, I might be eventually won over by this. Um, uh, my okay, so my I was like you that I've heard so many pop culture references to this thing. Like even uh, where's the get There's your damn dirty pause? Yeah, yeah. Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas, yeah, like that's in there. Obviously, the ending and several other scenes. In fact, some of the the, the clips of it have now permeated meme culture, and and, yeah. and you see clips of that, and I noticed them for the first time. Oh, of course, it's from this. Yeah, um, but my perception of the movie was a lot like yours like okay they think they're in this other planet i know the twist i think i'm done and um so i sunk my teeth into planet of the apes when the james franco version came out which is good i thought it was awful and i thought it was way overrated i thought the best thing about it was uh cornelius who yeah yeah is it the character's name yeah yeah no, no it's, it's not it's, cornelius it's, uh, it's something else uh, look at look at everybody seeing through my <laughs> you know honestly i'm a huge fan but i have a goldfish memory uh i'm not gonna lie it's it's uh, caesar caesar yes yes yes, caesar. yes, yes. Who, who, who comes in to the well, later part yeah. of the movie. Yeah. So I thought I thought Caesar was really well done in yeah. in that movie. And I, I mostly attribute that to um, the actor who's playing him, the same guy who played Gollum, the yeah. same guy who played King Kong, like the guy's the movement. Yeah, he's yeah. so fantastic. So anyway, um, 
otherwise I thought eh, it's kind of it's kind of simple story like it's he breaks out of jail and you know he's super smart and whatever yeah. and like okay and I thought the allegories were paper thin um, I thought the second movie was more action packed and had, yeah. but continued on with some of the ideas but still dug a little bit deeper than the original so I thought it was better okay um, and so in anticipation of this coming in here tonight I was I was like okay I'm gonna grip my teeth you, you think know? it's gonna it's like, be worse this looks like some old 70s movie I already know the twist and I'm kind of exposed to overexposed to it and i've already seen like what the better versions of it yeah. look like now and i have to say i was completely blown away yeah it's uh, shot fucking beautifully hey. this movie is so much better than what i mean the two movies that i've seen that have come out in sure, modern sure, iterations sure, 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 sure. that are so awful yeah i think in comparison to what this is doing from from the beginning all the way to the end you haven't I, seen the marky mark one if you're a planet of the apes fan when that tim burton marky mark one came out I was so fucking excited that they were relaunching the series and there's a reason that they didn't continue with that thread and that they restarted with the Franco ones which mm. was a, honestly even if it was bad even if it was kind of bad it's not that one mm. so as a fan I was just excited well I think also like here's the weird thing about Planet of the Apes and this maybe touches on some of what you were saying before where like it doesn't have the legion of followers like star wars and star trek and all that shit not a lot of people i've i would say almost everyone that you would talk to has seen the first one has seen yeah. this plan of the apes that we're discussing but hardly anyone has seen the entire, the entire series yeah. and when you watch the entire series watching the new ones gives you like it it's so Satisfying. awesome yeah. yeah it's i mean it like really is amazing to see what's going on there I, it, and you'll see when it dips because just put yourself in my shoes watching them as they're coming out. Well, that's part of yeah. what we're going to do, though, because yeah. you've yeah, never totally. seen all I know of them this, before. I, I'm actually really looking forward. You're a virgin, forward, which yeah. is great. Yeah. 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 Well, my, lower your expectations, because yeah. the next one... Is, uh, the next one. <laughs> <laughs> they get better, though. Okay, but oh, the yeah. point is, is that... Uh, um, well, really what the point I was getting to is that for anybody listening to this right now who's sort of in my shoes, who kind of knows about the original, never really watched it, and kind of watched the latest two... Uh, cut that shit out go watch the original because it's way 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 good yeah um and i liked yeah, I, what do you I, like I about wanna, it i like, want to say like there's so many things i liked about this okay okay so um and, and it's hard to like you know, try to start where to start like you can start at the beginning okay so it's got the opening uh montage where or the opening scene is him actually on the spaceship mm-hmm. traveling presumably at the speed of light or something close to it yeah and um and it's a chance for him to give exposition, but he's recording. So that exposition is like a tool for the, for the audience to kind of get caught up on what's going on without it being like one character explaining it to another sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are other other space movies do that. Uh, and they, I think that's the first one to do it that I can't think of an older film. Yeah, it's I mean, that. it's pretty like groundbreaking for how early it is. Oh, when does when does uh, um, uh, Space Odyssey yeah, come out in reference to this? Do we know? Like uh, it's like around the same 66. time like it's somewhere 69. in that yeah. yeah it's i'm yeah. curious because uh, there's a little there's a scene in in, in 2001 where that takes 68. place 68 so it came out the same year yeah, yeah. so they must have uh, uh, anyway whether one borrowed from the other or just happened to i, fi- I don't think figure that it i don't out. think they can borrow from or, each other to come out at the same year or or maybe that was that idea was actually in the original novel i have a suspicion it was yeah you start off in the spaceship oh you do yeah, yeah okay yeah. um so the uh 
there's something really interesting about the spaceship thing is that there's this girl who's in the spaceship uh-huh. and there's three dudes and this girl and so you know they're going to a distant planet presumably by themselves and presumably without any way to return and so there's yeah. all of that uh innuendo going on right then and there that she's eve or- well that she's the eve of these three guys and these three guys are gonna be conflict yeah. and as soon as you get on the planet she's dead Dead. yeah and it's like oh shit this is not about survival like this is that's out of the question yeah (laughs) yeah uh and and it's like i thought that was a really interesting twist to put that in there because you didn't so early too yeah yeah, you didn't have to do that all you had to do was just have three dudes you didn't need that in the in the film yeah and but the fact that they put that in there says no we're trying to say something and like mr serling is a huge (laughs) woman hater uh yeah i mean yeah i mean you could say that i mean i don't I don't want to go that far. I, I think that uh, that there the commentary of the film is like you don't put like fucking um, uh, uh, how do I say this? You, you don't put Michael Sarah in the role of of the of what's the, what's Charlton Heston's name in this movie? Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. You don't put a Michael Sarah in that role. Yeah. You have to put a man's man. Yeah. To personify the the gravitas of a man's man in that role to counterpoint all the arguments about mankind versus you know animal kind or whatever. Yeah. So you need that kind of really harsh, brash kind of uh, character. Yeah. And that persona, that character, to, the actor to play it because yeah. that's the allegory. That's the that's what you need there. So uh, I, the absurdity of it all and the and the grandiosity of it, the flaws and all, is part of the argument. Yeah. So you don't. Want want that leveled kind of and, character in and like i remember even now like when you see her with the air leak you get fu- i got fucking freaked out the first time i saw it i was like because eh, the music is so fucking good in this movie yeah it's really good i and, mean it's and all like that weird that, timbral like kind of like so it's so good yeah so uh the spaceship lands in this in this planet and yeah. when it does like obviously they don't have the amazing special effects to do this crash landing of the ship so they have this really intricate view of like this camera like turning around it looks like moon. moon stole it uh, you know, I haven't seen that recently enough to, to make that comparison. Oh, well, it's playing again right now at the oh, draft house. Okay. <laughs> um, but what I, what is, what's interesting is that it, it's not just hiding the fact that they don't have the special effects to do it, but they're also, again, spinning with the allegory. This is the world upside down. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it this way before and turning yeah. around and turning like, it's like shaking up things. Cause you know? the whole, the, I mean, the whole movie is predicated like on a struggle between who's in power apes or men there's that obviously but there's also the time element and yeah. and things being jumbled and yeah. so having that yeah, yeah. that crazy but, camera just turning around is a is a visual kind of tool for the director to convey that while also dodging the fact that he yeah. doesn't because if because if, i think about what they would do in a modern setting yeah. and in a modern setting it would have been a grandiose you know you know 20 Giant million plane dollars crash. plane crash scene yeah. and you would have missed that the, the what's really in, supposed to be going on film allegory yeah. yeah yeah because yeah they do fuck with your because like at the beginning you have to pay attention to time so closely because it's crazy i wrote them all down because we're trying to keep a timeline here. right right they say they've been on the ship for six months right so so the, so the ship time 
which is the earth time if it were to continue mm-hmm. if they wouldn't have time travel right the ship time is seven fourteen seventy two, right and then the earth time the time it actually is on earth since they've time traveled mm-hmm. before they go before they even go into hypersleep is already 324 uh 26 yes and it and it goes forward three days while they're just while he's talking for one minute yes so it's like this cool fucking of time where you're trying to figure out what earth time is and then when they wake up after they plane crash and they're getting out of the plane they see that the that the date Mm -hmm. is 11 25 3978 so that's how fucking far they go in the future yeah this is not like oh we're you know the year in the 19 uh 2000 uh 2100 or something like that yeah yeah. it's like way it's like a good 2000 years because like a lot of a lot of sci-fi doesn't time protect itself Mm -hmm. like this one does no yeah where it's like we're fucking thousands of years in the future right like shit is wretched now way way different yeah which is cool i mean they're because they're playing like oh yeah like if this came out in 68 they're playing like oh yeah we have intergalactic space travel four years from now (laughs) like right after we go to the moon yeah 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 but the the that's a that's a really good point because the the farther you launch the characters into the future the more you realize you can't you're not going back like no they're stuck they're they're stuck permanently you can't get back to that so you have to deal with uh, the reality that's there so that's a good device also i really like the fact that when they're getting out of the airplane because the airplane that they were in airplane the jet spacecraft uh, it starts to sink in the water yeah now you're fucked no but (laughs) any modern filmmaker if they're filming that scene what happens is the water's rising and every character is about to die from drowning yeah, and they yeah, barely yeah. escape and they want to save the girl but they can't because they have to save their own hide yeah. and everybody gets out the very last thing it's like an action sequence and they finally get yeah. out and it fall it completely goes out and it would be like this intense action thing and but this movie like the music is calm you know yeah, it's yeah. got this kind of measured thing they're kind of panicking but they're not they got their heads about them yeah and the, the, the water's still filling in they realize they're gonna we got to get abandoned ship you know so they get out but they're they're being rational about the whole thing and then when they finally get out then you get a slow descent of the ship yeah. falling uh and i was like well of course you you can't do the action thing if you're gonna follow it with 15 minutes of them walking through a vacant desert yeah which is some of the best landscape shots yeah, of the whole movie right up there with Lawrence of Arabia because they make they make the best thing about that is they make you feel so desolate yeah because there's land like, everything's like really big too yeah, there's a yeah. lot of like they're so tiny in comparison to like these huge sloping dunes structures. and like yeah. these big rocks and shit there's yeah. this great shot where all three of them are in frame uh, and the black dude gets, a, gets out of frame because he's walking a little bit quicker and then there's a conversation between the two um, uh, characters Landon and Taylor Landon yeah. and Taylor and they have their own little weird bickering that goes on and then it's following those two then the camera sort of gets uh, behind them and you see the black dude way in the yeah. di- in the past as if he was walking that whole distance and so you get this real cool sense of space yeah, yeah. Uh, on that shot because it's all in one take Uh and that character just went out. I've never seen it. That was really cool. I really liked that. Yeah. And it's all like, I mean, it's like a, I, I would attribute this to Serling as well because I, I just, I know the way that he writes, but there's this weird kind of exploring of characters in that scene where, where Taylor like just reads Landon 
and then Landon reads the the other guy on the ship, and then none of them can read Taylor. Yeah, and he's like, I don't understand you. you. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and because because right before that, Taylor does one of my favorite moments in the whole scene because you realize he realizes that there's no turning back. Yeah, but everyone else kind of has this weird hope. Yeah, and Landon plants a flag, and then after while he's planning that it turns back to taylor and does this zoom in while he's doing this fucking crazy laugh yeah of just like it's we're fucked like why are you doing this what you're doing is pointless yeah yeah and i've always thought that was like i don't like i've never had especially like an old sci-fi where they put the main protagonist as kind of like this weird kind of maniac kind of guy mm-hmm. I, I don't know i just think he's such like an interesting interesting like kind of diverse character of that he's unreadable essentially yeah because like he's very self-motivated but like a lot of his actions have like ulterior motives and stuff right. like that and i think that pays off a lot in the end not to fast forward too much but there in the end um dr zayas has one of the other uh, apes read from this old ape prophecy which is ultimately a condemnation of man yeah and after that's being read it cuts to uh uh taylor yeah and there's no refuting it like <laughs> taylor is the kind of guy yeah. who would look at that and go yeah i got no argument against that yeah 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 and it's because it, it's all about humans the killing themselves and yeah. he's the kind of guy that brash bravado kind of thing who would who would in that other in that world would be that guy insti- instigating a lot of these yeah. kinds of things so it it's a it's it's really good that it you need that kind of character to be there at and be that way who's kind of like yeah. this who is off off the who's maniacal and and, and and kind of on the edge kind of thing yeah yeah uh, one last little thing that I wanted to point out at the beginning uh, that I, I really... Oh, well, I think I already mentioned there. What? No, the, the ship sinking and everything. Um, the the uh, It also plays with um, w- the, the characters when they first come into interaction with uh, humans on this planet. Yeah. I, I thought, why don't they, I was like, they're, they're supposed to be smart people. Why don't they have a conversation about, isn't this fantastic? The odds of us going to a planet 230 light years away or whatever it is to come across another species in their evolutionary cycle that looks almost identical to humans. Yeah. Like that would be something that if a modern movie made, they would have to have that conversation. But they don't have time to have that conversation. <laughs> well, I think it's better for the movie to dodge it all together because sure. if you if you back off a little bit from the let's let's really make this science and not science fiction, yeah. you can the allegory plays better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's more it's more interesting to think about the dynamics of the apes and the humans and why you know yeah. uh, 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 the shape of what's going on between them. So that you get the message and the arguments, so you don't get too boiled down into the uh, the, the 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 science. Well, I think like the other thing too is I also think it's used as like a smokescreen or a misdirect because the idea the whole the whole film until the end is predicated on the idea that you're not on earth so in order to do that they need to not really acknowledge that they're on earth and the characters have to constantly be saying like this is weird because we're not on earth yes yeah and it's important as a misdirect till the end because the whole 
movie is predicated on the idea of at the end when he goes fuck we're on earth and humans destroyed themselves yeah which is what allowed apes to rule the earth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean i don't know that end is like fucking moving when you put it together i mean yeah it's very and it falls into the line of a lot of uh and I wonder if it helped set it off because there's a lot of film from the 70s that have a really super bleak nihilistic Cold ending. War. Yeah. Yep. And I wonder if the, the, if this was one of the first earlier predi- precursor movies to hard to end on a hard kind of down note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be like, fuck it, that's the kind of movie we're making. This movie had three endings that were shot. No shit. And this is the ending that Charlton Heston liked the best and so this is the one that ended up going out i don't know what the other two endings are though a good one this one is a perfect ending yeah it's great i mean we have like in because we have like every iteration of of these movies released but yeah we have different like bonus dvds but i don't know i've never watched them i mean this is all my time to like dive in and catch up on stuff that i haven't caught up on yeah because i mean i've watched more of planet of the apes we both have than your average citizen but like this is my time to really sink my teeth into the franchise so you know yeah but you know that ending uh that line it it actually means something different for me now than it did in all the pop culture references. What what line? The goddamn you. The goddamn you. Yeah. You destroyed it. Yeah. The you to me was always the apes. No. It's the humans. It's the human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it adds a different little twist to even what I thought was the real yeah, twist yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. of the whole thing. That's why I didn't with. even spoil it because I was like, I was like, I know this ending. Like, if you haven't watched the movie front to back mm-hmm. and you've just seen the ending in like pop culture, mm-hmm. you don't understand it. Yeah, like you need the full effect. Yeah. of what's going on in order to understand it. And it's so good. And but it also bookends the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. uh-huh. because in the beginning of the movie he's talking to the. Uh, the humans who he left behind yeah. and at the end he's talking again to the humans that he, he left, left behind, behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's condemning them yeah. and that's a cool because I also in, in, in reference in light of the the newer movies which it seems like the apes destroy humans yeah that is not the humans who brought about the inner culture. It was the apes that did it so I always assumed the you was the apes really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I could make an argument against that that no that it, the humans instigate the apes no, and no, the apes I, rise up. I, I didn't, I never bothered to to develop a, a more sophisticated reasoning behind yeah. it. It uh-huh. was always that. So I was just like, okay, I just take that as default. Yeah. So when this movie, ha- I thought the, the ending hit me differently because it was more nihilistic than I originally yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. Well, once you, once you, I mean, once you watch this entire thing, like, like your your perception of the movies that have come out will also change because yeah, pretty significantly. significantly because you'll see where those movies are placed on the timeline mm. because like we've said that the reason why this is such like an interesting thing is because it follows a cyclical path yeah is my idea of what it does and i mean i'm going to argue for for it following something that returns to itself I, I'm curious to see the you know the grand scope of it all because this movie in and of itself is completely self-contained. It doesn't need yeah yeah. It doesn't yeah. need all the extra stuff. I think well, the original Star Wars is similar. It doesn't need yeah. all the other stuff. Right, and I think that's where like for me the I mean we'll talk about it next 
next week in our next episode but for me the the following movie is the worst one because that's the sequel that they didn't pay enough attention to because it was just the sequel to get out yeah it's weird the the next one's really weird but we'll talk about that more next week i have i have still have a lot more to say about oh yeah yeah, yeah. some interesting things here one is that you do interestingly you do get a shot of the three astronauts uh in like this weird sort of primitive uh scene where they're all naked in swimming in a pool yeah uh, swimming in a, a body of water of some kind yeah and it's like oh that's it's it's putting these people in that primitive setting right then yeah. and there you know free of all the gadgets and they get their clothes stolen <laughs> they get their clothes stolen which is not just a device to get them towards to find the humans but it also pays out plays out narratively because they don't have their clothes on to, to separate themselves them. yep. when the guys so it's this compound uh, narrative kind of device that works uh, on multiple there's a lot there. of like small things that happen that seem pointless but end up like it's like oh it's a smart move yeah because it plays towards like the apes reasoning because like the whole thing is you kind of have this like shadow government that's like covering up like yeah. a history yeah in 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 a uh, in a as a as a way to to kind of like dull the masses or yeah, whatever yeah. using like some sort of fake religion well that so that's interesting too like if we talk about like the classes of the apes yeah because there's and this is something that stands true in the new ones as well the chimps are like the scientists and they stand for like science and knowledge Mm -hmm. and wisdom i guess and then the orangutans are the uh bureaucrats they're like government and religion all in one and then the gorillas are like the enforcers which is the same thing that we see in the new ones which is well the cool thing too about that power play is that they mentioned in here there's a quick line Mm -hmm. where it's there there used to be a power division between all of them and it's just recently that all the apes are of equal equal. status all apes are equal some equal some are equal to others right there's not a counter argument to that they're just like that's true yeah yeah yeah. so as if those orders are still there yeah Yeah. and they mention it as well there's a conversation between zira and cornelius in the zoo yeah if you will yeah um about that specific thing like just because we're even now it doesn't it certainly yeah. doesn't seem that way yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. which is a which I, I mean it's a perfect analog to uh to the uh black people in the united states in that time in that it's, time it's like really the civil rights act and then this movie or yeah, right did it pre did it pre well it, it must have been like right at the it same was time. Yeah, yeah it was like right at the same time i mean yeah yeah bloody swine because that's we're really getting close to my favorite one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they, they go on to deal no with this um, a little more, more. more deeply. Um, I, there's another thing I thought that was really fascinating because, like, there's this scene. Okay, so there's these two chimp scientists. Um, there's these two chimp scientists who study humans for their, the, the thinking that maybe they kind of keep it to the, close to their vest, that maybe uh, apes do pre, or a, maybe apes and humans do have some common ancestry, or maybe, which yeah. they misconstrue as apes coming from humans, which is a fun little <laughs> twist on, 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 I mean, all the ape human stuff is, is interesting interesting to uh, see that twist um but uh as a result of that because of this idea that they wanted to foster they are they were put on trial by the orangutans and this religion that says yeah. no this is obviously uh, um, a heresy that such a thing exists 
and in this trial sequence um uh, they've already revealed the fact that uh, this Charlton Heston's character can speak. When he was first uh, captured in Roundup, his throat was injured to the point where he couldn't speak, so he ended yeah. up being sent around into the, the weird sort of experimental land, and he uh, there's some really interesting stuff there, but I'll, I'll get back to that. I want to get to the, the, the trial sequence, which I thought was interesting, because as it was going on, I was asking myself, well, I'm trying to like twist it. Yeah. What if there was this ape that we had in a zoo that all of a sudden started talking and writing and could speak our language and everything. We do Coco. Like to the, uh, to the, to the clarity that uh, Charlton Heston's character would, would we as our culture turn so quickly as to want to dismiss it and hide it and throw it away? Or would we put it on YouTube? And it was one of the biggest, you know, um, phenomenons in the world to see, have this happen. I think in our culture, that's what would happen. The latter would happen, but you can't do that in this, this one because they have set themselves back pr- to a primitive a more primitive age where you have this sort of dominant religious culture yeah. that can suppress things yeah yeah and they have to maintain that sort of suppressive kind of culture uh <laughs> Uh, in sort of an almost stasis mode because they know what they're hiding. Yes, exactly. And so that ultimately answers this this, uh, parallel of why the obvious is looking in the face. Of course, this ape can, this man can reason and yet they must insist that he can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Donna. I... I always think that when I watch this movie, but not that version of things. I always think, because there's a conversation that's specifically where uh, one of the other orangutans is uh, confronting Taylor about um, religion and if he knows the ape religion and like their doctrine. And that's what I always think. Because I'm like, because. Like, I went to Catholic school, and I just thought it was all really bizarre that people just think this thing, and there's, like, nothing to really back it up. And so I was constantly challenging it and constantly sent to the principal's office. Mm. So I can identify with him, but I wonder the same kind of thing. And I think that even in today, like... I mean, I, you know, that wasn't that long ago that I was a kid and that was happening. So even in today's day, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the situation was reversed and there was just some alien, whether it was an ape or whatever, that was placed into you know some kind of scientific situation and people were still like well why don't you know this thing and it's like well why the fuck should i know this thing like where am i getting this information from right it's so bizarre that whole like that sequence is really great and i love i just love that scene it's really amazing but it's so bizarre to think that people or the apes think that way but like it's also people now think that way like why would you expect someone to know something that they can't possibly know well that's that's interesting too because it also kind of parallels maybe some of that cold war mentality where the test to see if somebody was an american or not was asking whether they knew who who, what team did babe ruth play on yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's those kinds of questions that don't uh because they were the, the original question was can this 
man reason but he obviously can reason in any sense of the word but they weren't really asking about reason they were saying is he going to buy into our culture and our lies and he, yeah. he couldn't do that and so yeah. that's what was threatening yeah 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 and they, hit that's it, they hid that under the quote unquote uh, scope of reason yeah which of course parallels a lot of the old if you go back you know you look at old uh religious uh you know happenings you know whether it's the people go to it all the time the the galileo and declaring that the world is round and so on the sun or that we orbit the sun and so on like that was even though there was reason that made it out it was not into the the current logic it didn't file, the fall in line with the, the with the dialogue of the of the century or whatever well that's yeah. what's also interesting about that sequence though because later on in the film and you mentioned this earlier there's a part where he like on uh where dr zayas like unscrolls this thing and cornelius reads from it number 26 particle a or yeah, whatever and might it's as well about say chapter of their bible yeah and it's about specifically like humans coming before apes and yeah. generally being pieces of shit and what's yeah. interesting is that like so i i could see like okay well maybe you know only the 10 commandments made it to the public eye and 11 through 27 or whatever like those were the ones that just the orangutans knew about mm. but it's interesting that there's still like a division within that group even like the, that subsect of ape that there's some people that are like religious zealots and then there's other people that are more like logical religious figures and that's what i mean by like one like on one hand you have the hand of the government which would be like dr zayas and then on the other hand is religion and it's like the two can never be separated right because they use the religion as a tool of governance right in this, in this situation right and yeah. you can't people can only be limited by the shit that religion like the fences that religion puts them in yeah, yeah you know i don't know yeah it's funny considering too that like kind of charlton heston's like later bodies of work that like <laughs> this is kind of like an early one it makes you think of like yeah did he really understand all the kind of overtones <laughs> and, and like like kind of subverse uh, like what was because if he was so sophisticated then why would you why well, would he, he not do sophisticated stuff later yeah he yeah, didn't yeah. like this though he yeah. he read he read the book and he did not like it uh but he was like i i think that this could be like a really really big movie yeah. and that was why he signed on that's that's fascinating yeah <laughs> what a weirdo <laughs> uh the uh man, you, made, you made me think of something just a second ago with the um with the religious thing. i'll come back to it i'm sure but uh hey how about that one time when they were oh. all oh no go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's like totally interrupting hey man i'll be go ahead. go ahead no go ahead it's fine oh i wanted to go talk previously about the the scene where the whole sequence where he can't talk yeah what about it well <laughs> he can't talk because he gets shot in the throat he gets yeah he gets damaged he, he gets shot in the throat so he can't talk so he the, the whole sequence it's this it's a great device and i'm sure it's in the book but it's a great device because he has to pantomime his his knowledge and i'm like okay yet he I, can't do just i can't just like i know that i need to write nuts. let me write but yeah. that's the thing like they've already established i thought i felt like they already established earlier that they're not gonna they're not really interested in saying hey let's let's like let's make a really concrete scientific world that this exists in. we're going for allegory yeah okay so he can't write or he, he can write but uh you know it's not so easily demonstrated but 
uh, what uh, everything everything that he does to communicate is misconstrued. Yeah. And the characters just identify something else. They project onto it what they think he's he's saying or doing. Yeah. And um, and then when he finally does, like he breaks free from them, and he eventually gets captured in a pretty cool sequence. The that through that part, and then that's when you finally get the line, "Get your paws off me, you damn dirty ape." Yeah, yeah. Which sounds in the pop culture references that I've always heard, kind of cheesy. Like, yeah. why don't you just say "Get your hands off me"? Yeah. Why do you have to do the damn dirty ape part? You know, and, and yeah. I don't know. It just sounded always sounded weak oh it works in here though oh it's, it works so good yeah. it works one because that's the kind of shit that that character would say and that's the kind that, of shit that the apes say to the humans it's the kind of thing, it's the kind of thing that he would say after being built up all that tension and anger yeah, yeah, yeah. of not being able to communicate yeah. and being an ass about it without cussing he doesn't cuss there's no cussing says damn well, you know he doesn't throw a fucking he fucking dirty he doesn't throw yeah. a bomb on him, you know and it's poignant because that's the one thing he wants to say when uh, he gets, when he can finally, you know, his throat comes back and when he can finally talk. And I, I now see the parallel in Caesar in the first movie mm-hmm. with the, yeah. where he shouts, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything that Caesar does is misinterpreted and uh-huh. when people think it's this instead of that. And there's arguments, can he think, can he not think? But yeah. it's only when he says no that everybody's like, oh shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also, I also want to bring up something that I, th- that I find funny is that is the, um, the relationship between Charlton Heston and the different classes of apes, because specifically like his struggle with Cornelius is his struggle with uh, Dr. Zaius is different than his struggle with Cornelius is different than his struggle with the uh, gorillas or I don't think he has a struggle with Dr. Zaius. Yeah. I mean, but he does because his struggle with them is he's trying to use them in order to break free. He understands that Zaius won't let him break three free. And he has like weird existentialist kind of arguments. It's like, it's like not Cornelius. Sorry. I mean, Dr. Zira. Yeah. Yeah. Zira is the only one that I feel like he like he thinks is like an equal. Well, I here's the thing. I don't feel like he thinks that he's equal. I think I feel like he feels that they're the only people that he can change the mind of mm. because there's it's obvious because all of his struggle with the gorillas is purely physical throughout purely the physical. entire it's right. all, they didn't talk to him they just fight yeah uh, it, it's like this weird primal thing yeah which is like which is also why they're the kind of lowest uh, mm-hmm. of the totem pole the the enforcers and yeah. whatnot and then with the chimps with um with uh with uh, dr zaius it's these weird not dr zaius dr zira and dr cornelius no 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 with dr zaius he has these he has these like existentialist struggles where he realizes that he'll never respect him even though he knows the history of him secretly right but 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 i feel like charlton heston uh taylor is the only one that can see through like dr zaius's kind of smoke and mirrors yeah but and dr zaius realizes that he can see through it right so they're playing this weird like shadow game yeah the entire time whereas like with cornelius and and uh zira Zira, it's this kind of it's the only one where they're mildly equal they don't really have physical arguments they don't really have mental arguments they're just trying to understand each other see i think that dr zira also sees through dr zaius's bull 
bullshit and consistently does throughout the film. Mm. Like, I feel like she consistently is trying to push Cornelius and Cornelius is always struck in this, stuck in this like uh, power circle with Dr. Isaias. Yeah. I think she always sees through it and that's why her and Charlton Heston, like she knows that he could flip at any point but doesn't care because she just wants to know more about what's going on or have proof and she uses Cornelius as a pawn kind of to push her agenda because she as a woman uh can't I see I I don't know I I'll agree with that to an extent but but I still think I mean within uh Dr. Zayas's reasoning, like you see, he's guarding Cornelius from discovering something. Yeah, but I don't think that Dr. Zayas or Dr. Goddammit. Uh, <laughs> Corn- uh, Cornelius doesn't understand what he's discovering. Yeah, Cornelius is dumb. And Dr. Zira is... inquisitive. He just doesn't know what he doesn't know. Right. But he's like also, he's blind. He has his blinders on. Like it wouldn't be hard for him to put it together. Right. He doesn't want to know. Like that's the difference. Where Dr. Zira, I think that she is aware. She's more cognizant. She has a little more global kind of sense of what's going on. Right. And she's like trying to push him to to challenge these ideas that he has to like break through, like pull off the blinders right and he's just constantly like i can't because this is like i can't yeah i'm too stuck in my frame yeah Yeah. i can't leave this safe zone yeah Yeah. i mean i ultimately though like he does like neither of them are like all knowing of anything no no one's all knowing that's dr zayas dr zayas is the most i think i think to get to your parallel when um when we when he first enters into the compound i think the relationship between zaius and taylor and um uh, cornelius and zira and taylor are the same uh they all have he thinks he's a man uh, thinks he's just a man and kind of a weird one he's got bright eyes but really just kind of disposable like any other and but through as interactions go on he sees that he can reason in logic with uh, Cornelius and Zira. 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 And then he realizes he can't reason with Zayas. And so... Because well, Zayas has something to protect. Exactly. Which is the patriarchy that he runs. He runs everything. Yeah. And, uh, and, so the, and so I think that's what twists it. He's like, these guys are reasonable. You're not. So there must be a reason why you're not being reasonable. And then that's when they have the, uh, the, the mutual understanding because he starts to pretty... He figures out that he's a threat, that you're afraid of me. He's calling that calling him out when he's getting taken away from his office Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so uh you're right so there are interesting dynamics going on there uh between the different three and between charlton heston's character yeah yeah Uh, like the three different classes yeah because you still have like you still have those three different classes which is what's so interesting about this too is that you i mean it could be written this movie could be written with just one type of ape you know, but it's written with like these different species, which mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Know, I think that there's more to it. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think that there's more to it than just the different species. I think that within that, there's so many differences, specifically with Zira and Cornelius and Zayas. Like the three yeah. of them all have these different 
agendas that they're trying to push and these different limitations that they're putting on themselves. And I think that that is interesting and is a point that could is like so fucking relevant currently with like political climates Mm -hmm. right now. It's so interesting to see that dynamic and just the way that everyone is trying to like push the other person into, you know, a square peg into a triangle or whatever. Right. And in that context is no, it's no accident that he get he gets fire hosed in his cell. Right. Yeah. Uh, there was two things that I think, uh, would have made the film a little more interesting thematic wise. Well, maybe I have to maybe flush it out further. One is I would have liked to have seen Nova come into her own. Um, have like the, the the mere interaction with I would have liked to have seen the mere interaction with Taylor change her not just because she learns how to smile but maybe just some inclination that she develops her own independence yeah. uh, before the movie's over to show that I like maybe she never really even the idea the mere thought that a a man could be independent and 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 do the kinds of things he does is enough to trigger her kind of independence and she takes it on for herself even in the small ways because it's not the point of the movie yeah but just to highlight some of the thematic changes but I mean um, mean, she does kind of when they return to the field yeah I mean, I mean she goes to like run away just because that's like her animal instinct and then he's like why are you doing this like you can't do this like that doesn't exist anymore yeah and you can see her like look out at it and then look back to him and she's like it like clicks you know yeah, yeah. not as much as i would have liked um, yeah i and don't think I, you can do that in this movie and i, I mean also she, liked- she says her name right yeah, I thought she speaks. Yeah, I don't know how Nova came to be. It might be. She doesn't speak in the movie. It's her slave name. Oh, Maybe in the sequels. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just yeah. ruined for me. Um, I also would have, I, I thought this would be I really. I was thinking the same thing the whole time. Nova. Yeah. yeah. I thought it also might be a little interesting that when he, uh, in part of the trial sequence, he's telling these people like, look, I'm not the only one. There's another guy. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, show us this other man. And so they go find the other man. He's like, that's him. That's him. And you kind of find he's out got that his they brain did, cut out. brain cut out. He had like a lobotomy on the side <laughs> yeah. of his head or whatever. Which is fucking sweet. It, it's what I was hoping. What I thought for a brief moment there, I thought that'd be interesting is that he tries to get the attention of his friend and his friend doesn't give it to him. Like he's consciously aware of what's going on yeah. and doesn't want to get wrapped up in the, in the drama because he's starting to educate on the sly the people that he's trapped with nope I know, I know, but that would have been cool. I thought it'd be cool. Like, no. it's like, just another shutdown of the film where it's yeah. like, where it's like he tried to speak up. Yeah. Uh, Zayas saw it and he cut his fucking brain out. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it ends up playing narratively very well because yeah. it furthers the the reasoning for Zayas and why, and it, why he's isolated. Because the government always, always trying yeah. to shut down and the people. Down, well, right? it posits, it posits Zayas as an even worse person because at that point, then uh, Taylor looks at Zay- Zayas and he's like, you did this. You cut his brain out like why would you do that right and then it's cool too the other part the other scene that i really like is when he's running around and i forget the name of the other guy that was on the ship with him and logan and yeah. uh, but there he's running through and they have like the caveman setups like, yeah. like that you would see <laughs> like at a museum yeah like they're they've been yeah. taxidermied and one of them is the guy that he was on the other guy that was on the ship with them the yeah. dodge dodge that gets shot in the field yeah and just in shot the back, of the neck back, yeah. Of the neck, yeah. back of the neck too uh, I don't know if it's worth discussing, but 
I did think of something in this movie, like in this viewing that I hadn't thought of before. Hmm. Um, so does this movie posit or propose that the universe is spherical because hypothetically they're traveling in a straight line to go to another galaxy yet they end up back Back. on earth i have an answer to this i think i do too but go ahead no let's hear yours first well mine is simple enough that uh whatever happened navigationally just got you know messed up and it went it got back it just said to go back home i mean that's a long flight well it's whatever it doesn't matter the point is it doesn't matter as long as the navigation system on the thing errors out or maybe it had a uh you know whatever it doesn't maybe it changed mid-course realizing it where it was going was there was nothing there so it had a reason to go back home you know i could i could make some shit up and make that work i have two ideas so one is that uh, there's a proposed idea online about the timeline yeah. for all of these movies to make sense that there's some kind of black hole involvement and they get sucked into the black hole while they're in hypersleep and that's what returns them to Earth at a different time period. Interesting. My uh, way of thinking of things or just an argument that I have about it, I guess. Um, so let's say that like you get shot out, right? And you're just flying and the autopilot's going wherever. If you get close enough back to the, or if you've never left the gravitational pull of the earth, you're still orbiting the earth. But every time that you're orbiting, you're also dropping. Like that's just something naturally that happens with shit in space. Like it happens with satellites and stuff. Mm -hmm. So inevitably at some point in time, if you were stuck in the orbit of the earth, the every you know however long however many orbits you make it's dropping further and further you're eventually going to crash back into the earth it's just a matter of when that's going to happen that's a longer stretch but it is a real thing that happens wouldn't it be wouldn't it be the wouldn't you be uh pulled towards like the largest gravitational field or if you're because you'd have to go they'd have to go outside of or earth's orbit i would believe yeah i mean because they, they would like had still to, see earth if yeah they, they the had orbit. to have gone out of orbit at some point in time i'm just saying that like yeah. if they made it back into the gravitational pull of earth yeah that would happen yeah like confirmed that would happen <laughs> i yeah. how the, that happens i don't fucking know and no. i don't care but <laughs> i mean i think i i like i personally like i like the idea of either i think it would be kind of funny if if it turns out that the 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 entire galaxy the entire the entire space all of space is spherical hmm. and they hypothetically traveled <laughs> all of space and then returned back to where they started it's just like whoop. yeah it's <laughs> like it's like going around the globe yeah there's a but i believe in flat earth so oh so that's yeah, how help it, yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> cool no there was time and i, I think i don't think that's <laughs> there was a hype and maybe back in the 70s this was maybe uh more seriously considered of a torus shaped universe like a donut shape yeah yeah, yeah. where you know distant galaxies that we see are actually reflections of other galaxies 
but in different times. So they look like the different galaxies, but really it's the same galaxy in a different shape from when it was yeah, back yeah. in the day. So we see a bunch of mirrored reflections and whatnot. I think that's been mostly discarded by now yeah. with uh, other, other um, uh, observations. So this would be but, another But it was Earth. in that time yeah. that it might have been that the universe was technically smaller and only had the illusion of being as big as it is. Yeah. You know? But that's possible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you never really know because that... Even I mean, if that's the case, how does he land back on Earth? That's really... Uh, just because yeah. you think he's going in a straight line, eventually he comes back, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I, that that question never really gets answered. Well, who yeah. knows? I mean, I don't know what happens in space when you're sleeping in a fucking tube. Yeah, yeah. well, that's another thing that's interesting <laughs> is that uh, uh, technically, if you want to get all sci-fi on it, is that the girl shouldn't have aged like that because if the whole ship is flying at the same speed that's what creates the relativity of of time passing right so she should not have unless she died oh you're saying that she died she would have to have died oh okay so she died as soon as he goes to sleep yeah there's an air leak because then they go into they go into but they they go into like hyper hyper speed i guess because they're already on okay they're already traveling light at light speed i see so she actually starts dying the second that he goes or maybe even before yeah yeah that makes sense now i I thought for a second they were trying to argue that something fucked up in her capsule and she aged while they did oh man this whole thing is gonna give me a headache dude time travel (laughs) makes me like (laughs) like talking about donut herbs that's my head when i think about time travel because the idea is that there's like an air leak when they're in like because the i i don't know i don't i don't know that's a that's a difficult question because i mean yeah they are they they're already traveling at light speed but yeah but, but it's not until he goes but it's not hyper- it's not light speed it's something just shy of it and the reason yeah. for that is because thousands of years pass but they say they only 230 light years from earth it, yeah. Otherwise, they'd be travel. They'd be thousand light years from. Earth. Yeah, because the Earth has aged seven hundred years since they left. Before they go into hypersleep, so they right, blast right. it out, and then and then they go in hypersleep, which is then two thousand years in the future. future. Right. Yeah. But okay, here's what I'm thinking, guys. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, but here's another thing, though. Okay. So she could have just died because there was an air leak, but that shit getting into her little tubey could have been what made her like decompose. Because was she age or was she decomposing? Yeah. Who knows? Because she looks like greeny gray yeah, not yeah. necessarily old yeah you no, know what right, i mean you're right you're right uh i think the my my initial reaction was oh the 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 capsule fucked up and she aged and everybody else didn't but that's not right i, I think that i think that's an error i think what happened is that she just died and she was stuck in her capsule for a year you're decomposing that's, like that's you're what it, she, she's a year she's a, a year past dead yes it's the idea it's not the idea of she's a thousand years dead. <laughs> right, right. which honestly pretty I've cool thought <laughs> okay so, so long okay, yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. since i was a kid i'm like oh it leaks so she leaked with time she just yeah, stayed at earth yeah. time while the shit moved at double. no she's just been dead yeah for like a year you know what I because wanna... she couldn't breathe air right. for a year right. while just, she was in hypersleep i just want to say one thing interstellar maybe one of the worst movies uh, i've ever seen so in my life awful. but i do like that they acknowledge time and the way that time moves in the movie 
at least they acknowledge that that's a thing that happens because I feel like a lot of movies like just yeah, glaze right past that. They acknowledge it. They do that in this movie too, though. He's like, because right in the beginning when they get off the ship after the ship sinks and Landon and Taylor are walking. Yeah. Taylor says like, well, hey, you know, you, you're the That's oldest That's one of my favorite thing. lines. Yeah, it's you're, so good. There's a, there's a bronze statue of you in your hometown. Mm-hmm. But granted, it's not bronze anymore. It's, it's all green. green it's and the nameplate has faded. Not that <laughs> I love part. That. I, love no, that. The, I love that visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says to him, though, he's like, you're the you're the oldest person alive next to me and Dodge. <laughs> yeah. You're the best looking 2,000 year old man or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so I don't good know why like, we're all doing impressions of him and our mouths are wide yeah. open while we're talking. So yeah, we're like, you're the oldest. That is that is like one of my favorite one of my favorite lines though is like the idea of like he's a hero back where he's from because he went into space into the future never returned so they built a statue of him and then it's like oh the statue's decomposed by now like, yeah you're, i mean you're barely anything because it's the idea of like of like you're only as lo- you're only as uh you're not dead until the last person mentions your name for the that, last time the why does it, yeah yeah why and, did, and then the idea of like oh well you had a nameplate where people would remember who you are but now they can't read the nameplate so it's yeah. like damn yeah. we should start a petition for fort in Indiana to make a statue of Charlton, Charlton Heston, Heston from this yeah. movie. That'd Fuck be yeah. sweet. Yeah, dude. Well, we yeah. have like the fucking RoboCop that's going up yeah, in our yeah. hometown. Detroit I'm gonna put RoboCop? that on. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna put that on GoFundMe. Uh, you know, Charlton so Heston. So wrong. I'm sorry. That, like, what RoboCop? <laughs> my favorite scene. Or not my favorite scene. But one of my. F- the, the absurdity of RoboCop is that I remember this. There's a scene where RoboCop walks into a convenience store. There's a guy like robbing the convenience store. RoboCop takes out that giant magnum, fucking blows the guy away, and then walks away. Hell yeah! And it's like, yo, don't you feel it? You got some you got paperwork it's, to fill out or no, something? Dude. Like, he's a just, RoboCop. He's a what happened to like due process? And no, he's like, a RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, you don't need that if you're a and RoboCop. The, the, movie, the movie is like, yeah. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Fuck it's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. You just like, this is exactly Damn. what we don't want. Bezo, we don't want were, robots as cops. If you were a RoboCop, you'd be a fucking, you'd be a Segway dog. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're more like a mall blart. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just think it's a little questionable for a city like Detroit yeah. to be celebrating a RoboCop. Yeah. Oh, who yeah. Has no care for the law and due process. Yeah. Just wants to kill every it was ri- beggar. It was ri- robbing Twinkies. Uh, granted, you know? that movie was written by people that live in royal oak and not <laughs> to see that happen to uh detroit okay. um yeah yeah i don't know I, like what 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 charlton heston likes would you like a statue of would you like space space explorer heston or no would way. you like on the knees pleading heston uh, or would you like uh kind of caveman robe yeah heston? i want i want loincloth i want zoo heston i zoo want heston. beard, beard. loincloth oh, yeah. and like like uh, uh, I'm so angry yeah. yeah Honestly I really like the idea Of making the statute Of the three astronauts Who would have taken off Oh yeah yeah But yeah. they're not all from Fort Wayne Indiana But whatever You know the point is Is that They talk about the statues Having been aged and bronzed And everything yeah. else And it'd be cool If we would Oh yeah that's that statue Right <laughs> there Yeah and I know 3,000 years in saying. the future When this movie exists On some you know Flash drive Oh yeah It's know? gonna be flash drive you For know, sure 
know, something. And, that could uh, be just particles. You know, and then, you know, but those statues, I'd like to I'd yeah, like yeah. to know that a thousand years in the future, that, that connection yeah. could be real. We have to figure I out. I know, that's what I'm saying. But Logan's those other guys, hometown? that's what I'm saying. They don't say where their hometown is, so they can't exist. They can't exist there. They yeah. don't have a hometown. They don't exist. They're dead. <laughs> but yeah. Taylor. Maybe, maybe it's revealed in the books. Yeah, I got to I gotta remember where Logan's from. I don't, I don't remember. It doesn't, it doesn't say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he maybe just say your hometown. But he does. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I watched the movie. I don't know the makeup. <laughs> the makeup's great. I mean, it still it still holds up. Like still it looks great. Up. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. The special effects are sweet. Um, the dude that played uh, Cornelius, yeah. he did. He like made like twitches, uh, and so that the masks didn't look like they were masks. It's all the I I presume all of the um, the 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 ape voices were done in ADR. The I thing, don't know. The, I yeah. think. I don't a think combination of the two. Yeah. My, my sense was that it was all ADR, but I could be wrong. We do like, uh, one of the things that we forgot to mention is, uh, Lucius, the, uh, like the nephew of Zira. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah. 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 He's Cause funny. he's, he's like, he's like the actual, like kind of like student left, like kind of rebellious yeah. guy, uh, played by Lou Wagner of chips fame, I guess. Oh, really? yeah, 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 yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. But who also has some of the best walking he's of the best walking. He looks great. He took on this role mm-hmm. perfectly, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, kind of allegory to, to, to you know the modern students of that time that were yeah. really trying to progress like social that's what I love about this movie though I think that this movie it's like one of the few like sci-fi or like political sci-fi movies that I feel like really you could put it in at any decade and people would be like oh this is so yeah, now yeah 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 i mean it's obvious that it was made like when it was made but i mean it's the shit that's going on in the movie still stands and i don't know what's what's sadder more impressive the fact that these are still like relevant things that are occurring in this movie today yeah or the fact that the movie is like so open to uh, I don't know, like these diverse issues that it's applicable to today. I totally agree. In fact, I, I think it, this movie has not, it's not just really rich in the social allegories, but the filmmaking is really good too, so that yeah. it heightens that. It's not just narrative. There's really good filmmaking that that sells these points more than just reading it on the page. Yeah. And I think I could, I think I, for me personally, I can contrast that very heavily with the James Franco one which felt more like an action well it felt if any allegory was there at all it felt like it was it was paid for by PETA yeah and less about all of these deeper social interactions it felt more like a hey you shouldn't harm animals they might one day be able to talk yeah yeah yeah, for sure I think that you get that more in the second one and then hopefully in this third, third one, one. Yeah. Ooh, i can't wait yeah. yeah who knows i mean woody harrelson i like the woody <laughs> it looks good like i, I it, haven't seen any trailer are there any trailers yeah yeah, yeah there's oh, trailer. I, I only I saw the any. first trailer i saw the trailer where he walks out and he walks out and it just shows him from behind shaving yeah. his head and then there's just a massive army in front of him oh. and like oh. jungle too. Yeah, the yeah. second one's sweet i can't wait to rewatch those yeah. i'm really well, excited yeah. do we want to 
I don't know if you guys are ready to wrap up. Does anybody have any more points oh, yeah, that they want to make? Or? I feel like we've. I uh, I feel like I've hit everything that I want to say. I think okay. it's a really, Do you really good film, and I, I'm I'm in agreement with you. This is the best kind of sci-fi movie. <laughs> yeah, a really good sci-fi movie isn't just oh cool look at this cool plot with science fiction elements. It analogs modern life <laughs> exactly, and yeah. the best kind of sci-fi movie takes a science a science fiction concept and then uses that as a microscope to talk about something about Society. about human yeah, about what totally. it means to be human yeah. Yeah, yeah and i think this does this really 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 well yeah uh let's let's give a rating for it and then at the end oh yeah i'll rate the, them all down at the end we'll uh do we'll, some comparison we'll do some yeah, comparison i'm curious about this because i yeah. feel like the imdb ratings for these movies are like Skewed. really fucked up yeah yeah, yeah. interesting like very yeah. fucked up i feel up. like i feel like there's not enough definitive work on planet of the apes so we're trying to uncover it much like mm-hmm. uh much like cornelius does with his archaeology mm-hmm. we're trying to fully master planet of the apes that's mm-hmm. the idea mm-hmm. so obviously this one for me it's my favorite movie of all time 10 out of 10 all i right. can't we'll do out of 10 uh yeah out of 10 zayases i don't know yeah but i'm gonna give it 10 <laughs> zayases out of 10 zayases it's, just, uh, it's right. my favorite yeah uh i give it a nine Nice. I still think there's a little time this really strong movie I think there's a, a some massaging that could push it up to a 10 for me but this isn't that but man really 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 good nice I'm gonna give this movie a 10 out of 10 I love this movie I Allah. I feel like I can make some really strong and interesting arguments from a feminist perspective on this movie but I still love this movie. <laughs> no, and you still love this movie. Yeah, it definitely yeah. doesn't pass the Bechdel test. No, it doesn't. I mean, I, women I, can't I, even speak it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's well, interesting. Doc, well, uh, yeah, Doctor Doctor Zira. She is not Zira. a human. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, and she's it's, still it's, subservient it's, to men. I yeah. like I. Ooh, I could really go wild on mm, it, but yeah. we're running out of time. You guys know where I'm at. Yeah, I feel always you. bringing it in with my hey, sassy views. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, well, can I talk about what we're going to watch next? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. next up, we are going to be watching beneath the planet of the apes. I always forget the names are always so like generic that I always forget like the order two. of them. No, it's like conquer yeah. battle. No. Yeah. So the next one is 1970s beneath the planet of the beneath, apes beneath yeah. the planet of the apes. Yes. Right on. Um, Already. I like the, I mean, I know you're, 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 you're saying don't get my expectations up, but I like the idea already in my head i'm thinking about oh maybe there is a world that exists under what we just saw oh there is it's got some real deep uh, sub, uh you know subterfuge of what we just saw just but get I don't, ready i don't want to oversell it uh, you know obviously I will you're telling say me don't thing. keep my expectations low I'm, I'm i will say one thing keep your expe- expectations low but this one goes out there yeah <laughs> it's uh, it, it is far out right. uh i think they really with the third and fourth one i think they start honing it in and knowing where the bread is buttered as far as the plot and and the allegories to modern society well the third one's still like kind of wacky i like the third one i I like the third the fourth i like (laughs) the fourth is my favorite battle yeah but beneath it's uh just get ready i'm ready i don't don't there's parts of this franchise much like every science fiction franchise where boy 
sometimes they just don't hit a home run. Sometimes it's a single or a yeah, double. Right. You know, it gets the job done, but uh, it's not perfect. Well, okay, fair enough. All right. Before we close out, I just want to say real quick, because uh, I think it would be fun to talk about this as well. Um, this on IMDb, the original Planet of the Apes has an eight out of 10 rating. So our ratings are higher. That's Already too low. Already going to say that that's too low. Is eight solid? Yeah. yeah. It's not even like eight, seven. No. Uh, it should. I mean, it should. That's this, wrong. This yeah. movie. That's, that's, that's people voting against it because it's from 1969. Yeah. yeah. That's people who can't look past some of the, the those the aspects. Age, yeah. This movie could be shown in a college film course. There's Easy. enough there to Easy. be able to dissect it. Easy. Which I think is merit enough on the film. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm going to, I'm hopefully not going to be sick for the next recording, but I <laughs> but, am, uh, I'm fucking psyched. Knows? I'm so psyched to go through everything Planet of the Apes. Right. So get ready, guys. Ape Town will march on for the next five to seven months <laughs> or however long it's going to take right before the new one. And we will be here keeping you up to date on every plan of the apes news that we can awesome awesome we'll uh we'll do our math in the meantime and try to figure everything out <laughs> all right uh, i don't want to plug anything this is ape town baby ape town bye bye Thank you.